Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello and happy Friday. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on the 7th of July. First up, a carer from Ramsgate who stole thousands of pounds from vulnerable people has avoided being sent to prison. Laura Hancock has appeared in court. Kate's been following the story. Well, she worked as a service manager for a firm called Seeds Care in Broadstairs, looking after people with learning disabilities. But bosses were unaware she was tricking victims into handing over their savings and also misused a company credit card, taking a total of more than £17,500. Concerns were initially raised by another employee after a man was left with no money to pay his rent. It also emerged she abused her authority as manager to mislead staff into taking residents to cash points and delivering to her envelopes filled with banknotes. Some truly terrible revelations. And what impact did it have on the business? One of the directors of Seeds Care told Canterbury Crown Court she was overcome with anger and grief when she found out what had happened. Another boss said there was a time when they feared the service would shut and had to have difficult conversations as well as facing damage to their reputation. They eventually had to reimburse everyone at their own cost. So what did the judge have to say about it all? He described Laura Hancock's actions as disgraceful, even after hearing mitigation from her lawyers. They told the court she was struggling with a gambling addiction and is the sole caregiver for her mother, who's dying of cancer. She pleaded guilty to five counts of theft and three counts of fraud by abusive position. The judge handed down a suspended sentence and he said sending her to jail would have a negative effect on others. He also noted that she was getting help with her addiction and hadn't gambled at all since the scandal. She's been ordered to do 250 hours of unpaid work and attend 20 days of rehabilitation. Thanks, Kate. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, Kent Police have confirmed a fire that badly damaged a house in Faversham is being treated as suspicious. Two people were taken to hospital with injuries after the blaze broke out on St Mary's Road in the early hours of yesterday. A man in his 50s has been arrested. The home itself has now been demolished and officers are keen to speak to anyone with CCTV, doorbell or dashcam footage from the area. A man's been arrested in Kent following a fatal stabbing in south-east London. 26-year-old Rohan Trotman was killed in Nunhead Green near Peckham last month. A 19-year-old has now been detained on suspicion of murder. A Maidstone-based lawyer's been giving advice to parents as teachers take more strike action today. Members of the National Education Union have walked out for a second time this week. The government say they're trying to work out a fair pay deal after an offer of 4.5% was rejected. Lauren's been chatting to Medway teacher John Still. I think strike action is continuing because of the lack of negotiations. I mean, things haven't changed. Uh, The situation remains the same. And the biggest thing for me personally and a lot of colleagues is that we have not had any negotiation which suggests that any pay rise would be fully funded. So the pay rise that teachers are given comes out of school budget and takes away from other resources. And that's a huge, huge factor in strike action continuing. And is this just about a pay rise or are there other issues as well that you feel like teachers are are having to face right now? And are there other things that you think really need to be looked at and sorted out? Well, it's part of a a huge issue, isn't it? It's um, the recruitment crisis. If teachers aren't being paid fairly and if they're working in conditions that are reduced conditions because of reduced school budgets, 
and those struggles, it becomes increasingly difficult to recruit staff and it is increasingly difficult to recruit staff. So there aren't teachers coming into the profession. So the the realistic picture is students are going to school, turning up to school, and they're not being taught by subject specialists because they don't exist anymore. And do you feel as a teacher with this recruitment crisis that then you're having to pick up more work, um, you know, to try and cover if other teachers aren't there? Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, with teachers thin on the ground, it just means that the, the pressure is more on subject specialists that are that are there trying to do the best for students as we can we don't want that to continue for students we don't want students to have second best we want there to be teachers coming into the profession but that's not going to happen if teachers aren't being paid fairly and school budgets are stretched to the limit now let's hear from employment lawyer antonio fletcher from whitehead monkton he's been speaking to sophia from kmtv giving advice to parents who are having to juggle work and childcare while kids are unable to go into school parents can take emergency dependent leave um, should they need to uh, that uh, that is generally unpaid um leave that uh, that they can request but they do have the ability to do that um otherwise it's it's you know generally about being flexible with your employer can you work around it can you work remotely can you work sort of different hours if um for example a, a partner or another relative is is able to look after uh, a child for part of part of the day so rejigging hours and and working at different times things like that um but that's that's not possible in all circumstances um some employers won't be happy to allow that um so so the fallback provision generally is the uh, the unpaid uh, emergency dependent leave and is this just going to become the norm now? As I said, students had to get used to online learning, uh, working from home uh, during the pandemic. And now uh, these strikes are taking place. It's kind of um, become a bit of a norm, hasn't it? So is this going to just keep happening in the future? Do we have to get used to this? Um, it's, it, we seem to have hit a roadblock at the moment in terms of, um, and this isn't necessarily only with teaching, uh, but where certain unions will, um, you know, are, are of the view that that pay offers and uh, and other issues aren't uh, aren't acceptable. Uh, their members continue to, to 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 vote for strike action, uh, and uh, and and. They don't seem keen to move on that. Uh, and equally, the government don't seem particularly keen to move on the pay proposals that, that, that they've put forward. Um, so um, unless there's some kind of uh, unblocking uh, of that situation one way or another, uh, it may well continue for some time. Uh, and when you look at potential other resolutions, it's sort of you're thinking of a government going into its sort of last you know, potential year or so in, in government going towards an election, then they're, they're unlikely to do things like um, put taxes up and, and, and things like that to, to, to cover those additional costs and expenditures. Um, so the money money needs to be found somewhere, I guess, is is the government's argument um, uh, if, if those sorts of things are to happen. And if there's no money in the pot, there's no money in the pot. Um, so it, it, hopefully it won't become the norm. Hopefully it will resolve itself one way or another. Uh, but there are certainly plenty of unions sort of saying that they're not only going to be striking on into this calendar year, but potentially um, into in, into the next academic year and uh, into the next uh, calendar year as well. 
Uh, so this may well go on for some time. Kent Online News. Two more rubbish tips are under threat of closure after the government banned local authorities from charging for non-domestic waste. Kent County Council's already announced plans to axe recycling centres in Maidstone, Faversham, Dartford and Richborough. Swanley and Deal are now also in the firing line as the council looks to cut a million pounds from its budget. A heat health alert is in force across Kent as temperatures hit the high 20s. It's been issued as a warning to vulnerable people, but there could also be some rain on the way this weekend. A yellow weather alert for thunderstorms will be in place in the north of the county from 9am tomorrow until midnight. It covers areas including Dartford, Gravesend, Medway and Snodland. Forecasters say heavy downpours and lightning could cause flooding, travel disruption and power cuts. Residents in Greenhithe are terrified their building could be next to go up in flames after a fire ripped through balconies at a nearby apartment block. You might remember us telling you about the blaze at Bespera House in Carmichael Avenue on the Ingress Park Estate earlier this week. Now residents have spoken out about safety concerns. Claire Hughes lives nearby. It was really devastating and because a lot of us in the four buildings were where I live, Bisworth House and a few other buildings were built around the same time and they're kind of the same kind of model, I suppose you could say. Um, and they, we've had issues since, since post-Grenfell, you know, buildings over 11 metres had to be, had to undergo a fire assessment and all of these buildings had fire assessments and um, they found that the the safety of the buildings weren't weren't adequate so Bisborough House had um, as far as I know I don't know about the building itself but the the balconies are combustible material and uh, they were downrated because of that our building the same thing we have combustible material on our on our balconies that aren't safe and we also have wide fire breaks so in, in the actual building cavity. So the um, the fires will eat through the building really fast. That's what, the fire breaks are there to stop it from doing that, but that's not the case. My thoughts go out to the people that are affected by by the, the you know, directly by this in, in Bisborough House, but we're glad that it wasn't our building because we don't know how fast that fire would have gone through the building um yeah we a lot of people worried i i spoke to some of my um some of my neighbors and across the way as well and and really upset by it really angry yeah i definitely hope that this the fire in Bisborough house and the whole incident last night is a wake-up call to not only chris nicholson and first port for our the issues that we're facing in these buildings but you know the the wider country and and uh, and what is in discussion in government um about the issues that are facing a lot of leaseholders across the country 
Dartford MP Gareth Johnson says he's been working with residents for several years and described their fight for safety as an incredibly frustrating and stressful experience. The developers, Chris Nicholson, say they're waiting for clearance from the landlord to get on with the improvement work. Kent Online reports. A sinkhole has opened up outside a school in Maidstone less than a year after another one appeared on the same spot. It was first noticed near Allington Primary yesterday evening and residents are worried it could be dangerous. You can see a picture in the story at Kent Online. A huge area of farmland has gone up for sale for nearly £5 million. Brogdale Farm covers 146 acres on the outskirts of Faversham and hosts family events as well as a popular business park and the world's largest collection of fruit trees. There are plans for another 25 businesses on the site. A former Burger King restaurant in Maidstone is going to be turned into a virtual reality gaming centre. Work's underway to convert the unit in Lockmeadow and we've been chatting to the man behind the new business. Ed Walter has made a lot of sacrifices to launch VR World and is hoping it'll be a success. So the uh, the VR World, is, it's been a, a bit of a gamble. Um, basically, I've had to sell my house or I sold my house and I'm using the, the money that I... I um, earned from the house or, or, or got from the house to, to invest into the business. Um, I've put all of my <laughs> my life savings, what I had left from from you know my other businesses that I run. Um, I've had to use all the money that I've earned and the savings that I've had to, to invest into the business. It is a massive gamble that I'm taking, a big risk. Um, hopefully, one that I think is going to pay off, and I hope it does. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a big gamble. He's ordered seven state-of-the-art virtual reality machines that are being delivered from China, but it's unclear when it'll open. Kent Online News. A Medway vicar has been left with a £73,000 repair bill after an ancient wall collapsed and insurers refused to pay out. Reverend Nathan Ward of St Margaret's Church in Raynham says his claim was denied because the insurance company blamed a lack of maintenance for the damage. He's appealing the decision, but has also asked his congregation for charitable donations. A school in Broadstairs is celebrating after being rated outstanding in the latest Ofsted report. St Peter in Thanet received the highest possible grade overall and across four categories. Inspectors noted the students say the school is amazing and look forward to going to class. Now, more than 75,000 people are expected to head to Detling over the next few days for the Kent County Show. The event is in its 100th year and organisers say it'll be bigger and better than ever. Lauren's been finding out more from Julian Barnes, who's chairman of the Kent County Agricultural Society. Well, it's, it's an incredible increase on, on last year because obviously coming out of Covid, everybody was a little bit restricted. We've got increased numbers of livestock. We've got an increase in show jumping uh, entries and uh, the events going on in the equine rings. We've got the largest gathering of young farmers actually in Europe. We're very lucky with that in in Kent. Um, But all the other things that you would expect of a county show from produced in Kent and and the food, the equine areas, villages dedicated to explaining to people what they can do in the countryside and how it works and why we do what we do. 
Now you kind of touched on it a minute ago, but um, do you feel this year will be sort of extra special or slightly bigger and better because of the fact that for a number of years it had to be limited or not on because of COVID? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've we've probably got in an additional 100 trade stands this year. We've had to put in a whole new road called the New Kent Road. It's got a, a food court at either end of it, and then it's all individual shops all the way up through the showground. So we're hoping that, uh, you know, that, that will give people plenty to do as far as shopping is concerned when they're not looking at animals and, and watching the displays in the ring. That's the thing. It's a great event, you know, for all ages. It's great for families, people, you know, older people, kids can come and enjoy it. So people, if people are coming, say, with, with kids, what, what's there for, for children? Okay, so we tried to make the, the uh, show as interactive as possible because we're very aware that, you know, people want lots of free things to do when they're inside. So we've got a whole living land village. So during the year, we have 3,000 school children up here to understand uh, animals, to see cows being milked, to, to see what happens in various situations. And we've translated this into an area within the show where parents can take their children and see this living land village where they can dig for vegetables, they can um, see a cow being milked, they can get really up close to pigs, goats, cows, sheep, and, and see what happens. But equally down on the main lines where the wool tent is, we, you know, we've got have a go sheep shearing. So, you know, I think come to the show with a very open mind. No, it's meant to be quite a hot weekend this weekend. Um, any advice for people coming to make sure they stay safe in the sun? Well, I, I mean, all the all the natural things. We've we've got water points around the showground, so if you if you can bring your own water bottle, you know, you'll be able you'll be able to refill that. Obviously, we've got lots of stands around selling food and drinks, so I don't think that that's you know that's necessarily going to be a problem it is at the top of Deadlin hill and if there's an odd share about yeah bring a bring a coat or a brolly but i don't think we're expecting enough to you know to dampen the day too much and there are plenty of other events taking place across the county to enjoy this weekend our what's on editors sam laurie has more details now hopefully we've all gotten over glastonbury weekend and whether you went to the festival or were watching from home i think we can all agree that it took a few days to recover from elton john's epic headliner But if that did get you in the mood for summer concerts, this weekend is perfect for music lovers, as Kent is brimming with brilliant gigs. First up, Dreamland is continuing its bumper run of big names with a double bill of noughties pop stars this weekend. The latest stars to perform as part of the Margate Summer Series are pop rock band McFly and hip-hop trio Endubs. Both groups had number one hits in the noughties and will be giving fans a huge dose of nostalgia. McFly will be at Dreamland on Friday, while N-Dubs will follow them on Saturday night. Now, speaking of McFly, fans will be pleased to hear that the four-piece have got not one, but two gigs in the county this weekend. Pub in the Park, Tom Kerridge's Touring Food and Music Festival, returns to Tunbridge Wells from Friday to Sunday with a packed programme of tasty treats. There will be cooking demonstrations from top chefs such as Andy Oliver and Cy King, Signature dishes from local restaurants and music from Sister Sledge, Rudimental and, you guessed it, McFly. Another big date for the Kent calendar is the Leeds Castle concert, which will be back at the historic castle near Maidstone on Saturday. The classical concert will feature an incredible performance from the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, as well as a Spitfire display over the castle and a spectacular fireworks finale. 
You can bring a picnic blanket and your own snacks and drinks, so if the weather holds, it's set to be another great day out. And last on our list of weekend gigs is the Rochester Castle concert, which are in full swing already. The outdoor gigs will continue until Sunday, with performances from Soft Cell, Fat Freddy's Drop and Sugar Babe still to come. We'll be reviewing the shows over the weekend, including our review of Nile Rogers on Thursday night, so make sure you keep an eye on what's on to read our thoughts. So, it feels like one of the busiest weekends of the year in Kent, and we'll be out and about at lots of the concerts and events I've mentioned to see what it's all about, and we hope to see many of you there too. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and now Threads. You can also get details of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.